Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. Hey guys, so welcome to another episode of the Imperfectly Perfect podcast. And like always, every single week, I bring an incredible person on, advocate towards mental health, and somebody who is an influential public figure who many people look up to, and with the hopes of them sharing their story or talking about their advocacy to mental health, what we want to try and do is destigmatize everything around mental health and get more people speaking. So without further ado, one glimpse at this lady, it's not hard to tell that she has a God-given talent. You just have to read her IMDb and everything that she's done. So Shakita Smith, she's an actress, a producer, originally from Birmingham, Alabama, but resides in Atlanta. She graduated from Troy State University, an American intercontinental university. She owns her own media production company called Nooney Studio Production and also is a producer at Loud Films. She's appeared on Tyler Perry's If Loving You Is Wrong, All Eyes On Me, Fatal Attraction, Snapped, and many other film projects. She has landed lead roles in numerous theatre productions, such as A Lesson Before Dying, The Insanity of Mary Girard, She Walked Out, and God Walked In, and so many others. She's also an inspirational speaker who loves to impact and encourage others to live the best of their ability. When you ask her, and this is my favourite line, guys, when you ask her how she got where she is today, she simply replies, God did it. So, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, no, the pleasure is all ours. And, I mean, that right there, let's take it from the beginning when you started within this, this whirlwind career of entertainment. And you, t and you talk about, like, how you got here and you said God did it. Like, what made you go towards the entertainment route? Honestly, um, it started back when I was... 10 years old and um, if you read my bio and, and I've spoke about this numerous of times I had a really bad childhood um, experience and I wanted to find an outlet to allow me to be free allow me to be you know me not be who I was when I was um, when I was at a young age and acting gave me that outlet it gave it gave me the outlet to just you know allow me to be what I, whatever I wanted to be and I, I loved it and, and this journey has been so beautiful i mean I, I i can't even describe how beautiful it has made me and it allowed me to be stronger and allowed me to be this wonderful woman that i am today but what i love as well is obviously i've seen all the accolades and i've seen what we see is the highlight reels i love the person behind that so who is she yes so tell us about shakiza Shaquita is a young girl from Birmingham, Alabama that had a dream, <laughs> who just wanted to have a voice, you know, and my grandmother raised me, for one. My mother, she was, you know, on drugs a lot, and I didn't really have that, uh, that I would say, the, the, the family tree that everybody would, would say would be great. and. I had that support system that a, a, a young woman would, would dream about, a dream about, which was from a grandmother. And I always wanted to be someone that people looked up to. I always wanted that person where people look at her and say that she mattered. 
And behind closed doors, I had a lot of insecurities. I had a lot of um, how I looked, you know, um, how my weight looked, like my hair, my eyes, like it was so many insecurities that I had, but I had to overcome that and say, you know what? I matter. Shaquita, you matter. Mm. And keep, and no, no matter what anybody say, keep doing it. And especially in Alabama, there, you know, there, where I lived, it wasn't a lot there. You know, I probably would go to, I don't know, like this store and there's $2 pair of shoes. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't afford, I couldn't afford, the, you know, the name brand that everybody had because parents, my grandparents didn't afford it. So I grew up with a humble experience of not having much and even now appreciating what I have now. Well, first of all, I will say Shaquita, my accent being Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> so I do apologize on that one. No, um, you're fine. A lot of times when I pronounce things with my Yorkshire accent. Um, but I absolutely love that, that you own it and that you talk about that because it is an integral part of us. And what I picked up there was when you said that you had those, those issues with how you look, that's very much a story of where this campaign comes from as well because I went through body dysmorphia and, and did that as well um, and lost a friend to suicide. But... When we see highlight reels and when we see people like yourself who are on films and everything, you're just saying that you, you was obviously then when you was younger an introvert more than an extrovert because what we tend to see on filming that is very much extroverted and we all think and this perceived notion that everyone is so confident. Is that not the case then? No, <laughs> no, not at all. I, oh my God, if you would have seen who I was when I was 12, 15, even 15 or 18 years old, I was like such an introvert i was so quiet i was so like you couldn't even pay me enough to, to talk um and it was the confidence level of acting that really helped me but even outside of acting i would be like at home and i'm like writing or i'm like closing the door you know in my room and just basically being by myself and to be honest, when I look back at where I was and what I did a long time ago, I, that was my best word. I look back at like when I was 15 or 12 years old or 13 and I see a lot of poems and poetry that I wrote and I was literally a loner by myself. And not only that, you know, I felt abnormal. You know, I, I felt like I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't fit in because of where I've been. You know, um, I was molested, you know, at nine years old. I was, you know, in custody for law, you know, because of that. And so all of these things that I witnessed, a normal kid, mm. you know, so it was hard. It, it was really, really hard for me to just feel like, Shaquita, you're, you're enough or you're, 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 you're amazing. Because back then, I just didn't feel like that at all. Yeah. So where did it come from, that, that internal dialogue or narrative changing within your head to go, actually, I am enough? Or did you get external help from somebody that told you to look at yourself differently? Externally, yes. I had a lot of family support. I've had, you know, even when it 
came to acting, I would go to competitions and then I would get the, oh my God, you did amazing. Oh my God, you're wonderful. And that in those moments made me feel great. I'm like, oh wow, I am enough. I am great. But also, you know, when we go say, when I speak the notion of God did it, it's that moment when I found out, and, and I wasn't religion, religious a lot, but when I started going to, to church and I started realizing that, you know, you don't have to put all this inside you. You don't have to, um, you know, feel all these insecurities inside. You can tell, you know, tell this to God and he will listen and he will understand what, you, what you're going through. And I started as if I was writing a diary. I started telling him everything that I was going through. I don't feel pretty enough. I don't feel this. I don't feel not. And literally, Glenn, literally every single time that I did that, like I'll get an opportunity. I'll get a role. I'll get, you know, just something out of the ordinary would come. And I'll be like, oh, wow, I, I am enough. I, he, he thought enough of me to give me, give me this. Mm-hmm. And it was so unexplainable. And that's how I know for me that is real because it, it just, it's just always unexplainable to me. No, it's, it's truly amazing when you hear people's stories and where they come from. What, I, what I'm really trying to show through this campaign is we, we see the, the whole, what we think across every kind of industry, infrastructure, corporate, but we all struggle. There is all those moments where we struggle. So then I want to say, when you go through that career and then you go into, should I say, like the entertainment industry, those insecurities that you once had, how did you cut through the noise and filter your way through to not let them reemerge? Because in that industry, it's all about looks and it's all about how you present yourself. So how- Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, right. Even now, you know, people always think, oh, you shouldn't feel like this. You, you have all of this. And I'm like, no. I still sometimes feel like that little girl sometimes. Looking at other people and I'm like, oh, my God, am I this or am I that? And it's hard, you know, I can't sit here and say that, you know, you should, you shouldn't feel like this. You shouldn't do this, but we're all human beings and we all have feelings and we all have, you know, this image that everybody wants you to be right. Everybody wants you to look like this and everybody wants you to have this long hair and everybody wants this and everybody wants that. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I just want to be me. I just want to just love myself. And I think to be perfectly honest, those thoughts kept raining in my head for so long, you know, and I think around two to three years ago, I said, enough is enough. I'm tired of living for someone else. I'm tired of what someone else is telling me to do. I'm tired of it. It's stressing me out. I can't wake up. You know, I'm crying all the time. I'm sad all the time. And and I'm looking at everybody else thinking like, you know, why why shouldn't I or, or when will I and all of these things. But the moment I realized that look at where you've come from 
and look how far you've come. Mm-hmm. And you can get help, in which I did. You know, I, I went to therapy and I continually to, you know, talk to someone as well as praying. Um, but tackling it, you really, for me personally, I really needed to be centered and constantly being like, okay, if my, if my mind go left, I'm like, whoa, 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 don't go that way. You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. So I have trained my mind to when my mind start creeping to this little crazy, I wouldn't even say crazy, but this, this pathway, I train my mind to come back and be like, you've been there before. You know that's, that's not where you want to go. And then I put myself and I, and I have like this picture of me and I'm like, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're talented. You, you wouldn't be on this path if this wasn't for you. And I will always remind myself, God put you in this space for a reason. Own it. Trust it. And ever since then, I just continually to do it. You know, I continually to rise. I continually to move forward. But the one thing that I will say is that having someone to talk to, having someone to listen to you, having someone to tell you it's okay, that you're not crazy, that abnormal is normal, mm. you know, because so many years I felt so abnormally. I did. I felt like no one want me. Look at all the things that I've been through, you know, look at where, where I've been, you know, I don't look like her. But I had to say, no, you, but you matter, Shaquita. You matter. So, sorry, I got so emotional. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it's beautiful to hear because it's, it's honesty and it's what we all go through. And when I say with the body image thing and stuff like that, I used to do for ages. And my attributor that I got into depression was comparing myself on social media at these bodies and going, why can't I? Why can't? And internally, I was battling going, I know some of these people are putting things in their body to look like that. But at the same time, I was having friends who were telling me that they weren't doing that, but they looked like these. And it was like, and what's going on? Yeah. I have those moments, like you say, where sometimes you question yourself, but you've trained your thoughts. But I picked up on what you said there with looking how far you've come from there, because it's testament so many people if they don't see results really quick they give up where it's just as you said there look back where you were this time last year whether it's success in terms of monetary or a job or just mindset look how far you was from being in that space at that time to where you are now and trust in the process as you said as soon as you let go and you use your voice and trust that process i think that's when things start moving for you and also, I tell myself too, Glenn, um, for me, you are stronger than what you think. Mm. You have to trick your mind to know that you are stronger than this. And when I think about me, you know, like I said, years ago, when I was, you know, nine, eight years old, and I was, you know, going through child molestation and all these things, I look back and I'm like, if I can go through all of that, I can kick this mental health of whatever I'm going through, but I can, I can, I can, I can, I can get help and I can be better. Yeah. And it's okay. You can listen to other people. You can listen to, you know, you can help other people and say that 
be amazing after this journey. You just have to trust it in your heart. You have to trust it in your spirit. And like you said earlier, a lot of people quit. They, they quit without knowing that the what if. What if I keep going another mile? What if I just go another second? How to, to be honest, that's why I've been going the way that I've been going because I'm a what if. Well, well, what if I just go another year and then it doesn't happen? I'm like, okay, well, let me do another year. And let me do another year. And then the more and more I keep doing it, the more and more I find, I'm like, I am not a quitter. Yeah. I am not a quitter and I would never quit. It may hurt. <laughs> it may, I may be sad. I may cry. I may be just so upset, but I will never quit whatsoever. Yeah. And I, th- I think at the same time, attesting to that, I've started looking at the way that when obstacles come up or something that you think you can't overcome, see it as a challenge. You learn it because I used to get mm-hmm. and go, I don't know how to do that. And then somebody would remind me a little voice and go, but look where you came from. You couldn't do that a year ago today. And now look where you are. So again, it's the same thing. Exactly. It, it, it is all an internal dialogue with our heads. And Attested yeah. to you being very open about yours, moving forward, you, well, tell me about your new series that you're going to do, because I know you're very passionate about it with the Baby Blue and what it's about. Yes. A little bit about it. and, and Yeah, so Baby Blue is very dear to my heart. Um, to, uh, this was presented to me. At first, I was like, I, I've, never, I've never been a mother. All right, guys, so Shaquita just technical difficulties so she will be back in a moment so yeah guys in terms of uh Shokita's new series i will just tell you a little bit more about it um so basically it's dealing she's here hey i don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> so i was just about to do the rundown of the synopsis of what it was but i'll let you go back to that oh baby blue yeah so basically what I was saying is Baby Blue is a film about a first-time mother who's dealing with postpartum depression. She is a woman that, I mean, she has everything in her hands. Basically, she's an entertainment artist who is now dealing with the fact that she has a, a, a child and don't know how to deal with it. And a lot of women go through that. And I think for, for other women, now you can see, you know, a woman that's going through it and how she deals with it and how she gets help. So have you wrapped on that series now? And um... y- Yes. Um, and the great, the, the other part that I love about this, this project, this BC project, is that it's all directed by women and it's been written by women. And so you really get the idea of what women truly go through and like i said it airs july 25th i'm super super excited directed by kim fields produced by trust uh trust mega minds larissa base and courtney love wow great lineup there and and you was just saying there from the top you was really drawn to this role you're not a mother yourself but when you was when you was going into the role you you spoke to a lot of women who'd gone through this and dealt with it I did, yes. Um, my coach, my acting coach, she dealt with it. Um, and even with a couple of my friends, they dealt with it. And I didn't know how many women go through postpartum depression and don't say anything. 
don't say anything or they feel like they're abnormal, you know, or feel, okay, this is weird. I shouldn't be thinking about this. I, I, I shouldn't be, you know, uh, feeling like I'm not a good mother or, you know, uh, what does my family think? What do my friends think? How do they even look at this, you know? And it's a, it's a disheartening thing. And it's also a thing of where women, you know, should, should express to everybody like, Hey, I've been through this so that they can get help as well. And I really, really believe that this, this film project will help so many people to say, Hey, if they can go through it, then you know what? It's okay. And women are ashamed of going through this, this depression, but it's normal. Mm. And it's something that can be, you know, that can be be actually helped through therapy, through medication and different things of that nature. Yeah, there was a lady, it's funny, before we actually connected, there was a lady I came across who I knew in the UK from TV, who basically mm-hmm. came out and said 31 years ago when she had her first child, she came down with post, um, postpartum uh, depression and basically she kicked off a trigger point of a chemical imbalance where she got through it with the help of a doctor, but it gave her depression all these years and she's just done an autobiography. So I've just learned about exactly what your new series is about through this lady. And I was watching it and she was just saying, my book is actually called How I Deal instead of not How I Overcame because it's still a struggle. But from, from postpartum, it never kind of, it can be managed but it's still hard. So she was showing the reality of it. And I was like, and then we obviously contacted and I'm like, <laughs> series. And that's why I say when it comes to like serendipities and it's all little, little trickles along the way. But do you think that within kind of your industry now, the narrative is changing towards people talking about mental health a lot more? I do. I do. I think it's something right, especially the day and age yeah. we are right now due, due to pandemic riots i mean it's a lot going on <laughs> this year and it's it's needed yeah. you know I, I remember especially um a couple of months ago where mental health hotlines and you know i'm looking on the computer where it's saying hey if you need to talk to someone you know please reach out because a lot you know a lot of people are not used to being at home for a long period of time. A lot of people are not used to being in a pandemic. I think nobody <laughs> have really dealt with a pandemic before and having the opportunity to kind of just be at home and and, and, and you used to be like and about and now you're not, that is really playing on people's mental, you know, mental awareness, you know? And outside of that, you know, if you're working, you know, uh, from face to face and now you're not able to do that you know if you have a spouse or in a relationship you don't know how to handle that situation or even with actors I think it's a lot with actors because of the fact for a couple of months you no one could work versus someone that was working and now they're like I don't know do I still got it you know when I go back into you know into the industry what does that look like you know, or the opportunity to say, hey, you know, we, we've been going through, you know, the COVID-19, now you have to wear a mask. And if you don't wear, you have the, the, the mindset of saying, oh my God, will I die? 
you know, so I think a lot of things, you know, when it comes to mental is, is prevalent right now. And it's, it's something that needs to be like, not just now, but just in general, like for days to come. It is. And I think just having the conversations like we are now, I mean, at the end of the day, like a lot of people, this is what I always tell people and disclaimer, we're not experts. We're just here to give our own stories. Um, but in terms of when people, as humans, we like to try and offer a solution because we care about people. But I think right. self personally, and maybe yourself, when you're going through that, sometimes you just need that person to listen. Mm -hmm. And all the other person wants to give a solution because they care about you. Sometimes they don't need to give a solution. Just being there is enough just to listen. And I think, wouldn't you agree? It's just having the conversation and, and just, yeah, mm -hmm. just making it at ease. But um, what is next for yourself? I know, I know obviously over in the US, you're still kind of semi-lockdown, kind of moving out. What, what, what's next for yourself? For me right now, I'm just, you know, making sure that I'm safe <laughs> and that I'm doing this. Even right now, you start shooting anything else yeah. you still have to get COVID-19 you still have to get screening so I have to make sure that I'm very 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 careful mm -hmm. um, promoting baby blue and mental awareness that's my number one priority especially now until you know however long because I really really want to promote you know especially your organization and and the project how important it is to really 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 take control of your mental health and to get that under control we don't know how long our area, you know, our environment is going to be. So I'm really going to be focused on that. And also, you know, continually, you know, other projects. Uh, I have a project called Broken Scale about social injustice. That's obviously we don't know when we're going to be shooting that, but it's going to be later down the line. But really, you know, Baby Blue and just mental health in general is just my big priority right now. And also just doing things that I love, man. Like, you know, I love to dance, finding d different dance moves, um, looking at and in health regimens <laughs> and, you know, doing things that I'd never thought, well, you know, I didn't have time to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, watch Daredevil, which Daredevil is one of my favorite on Netflix, <laughs> by the way. I'm, I'm a Daredevil fan. I'm a Marvel. Yeah, I love, love Marvel. <laughs> oh, have you seen Ozark yet? I saw a little bit of it, but I'm not all into, is it really good? It took us a couple of times. Everybody was saying, you've got to watch it. And then we took, we watched yeah. it like three times and we was like, uh, and now we're hooked. It's, now you're hooked. It, it, yeah. I heard it's like, you got it. It's very slow to get there, but then you'll get hooked on it. Probably like the fourth episode. It was like the, uh, the whole, the whole mass hysteria around games of Thrones. We watched it three times and we was like medieval. It's not really for us. And then boom, straight in there. <laughs> so. Now game of Thrones. I am that person. Oh. Game of Thrones. <laughs> I do have, um, I, I have two questions for you. And one that I like to ask everybody, um, with a testament to, to the campaign, when people come on the campaign, this is what I want people to take away. But, the question I've got for you is, is there a pivotal moment when you, because I know you do speaking as well and public engagement, is there a time when you shared your story that somebody came up to you and you knew then it touched your heart because you had made a difference by sharing your story? And you Absolutely. Absolutely. I, there's been so many times where I've spoken on panels and 
I've actually got touched to relive my moments. Mm. And while I'm talking, I start thinking to myself, oh my God, this happened to me. And in that moment, it was a few people that crying. It was a few women that, you know, wanted to give me a hug after that wanted to say, I've been through that. Thank you for sharing your story because I thought I was the only one. And for me, that's why I continually to do it. That's why I continually to breathe life and tell my truth because I know that there's some young woman, some young man that is out there that just want to hear someone that said, hey, I've been through that too. And this is how I overcame it. Or this, I'm still going through it, but it's okay. You're fine. You're not, you're not abnormal. You're, you, you are imperfect. <laughs> and um, what out of anything would you want your legacy to be? Legacy is what I want people to know, or if they think of me to say, she lived unapologetically and she, and she made a difference. She made a difference in her community. She made a difference in her life. She made a difference in the people that even touched her or in her environment. And that's the legacy I want to uh, lead is making a change, making a difference. Even, even if it's, 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 it doesn't have to be monetary. It could be a word. It could be a gesture. It could be, you know, just, just anything. Like every day, Glenn, I would go out or I'll try to. I said every day I want to say something to make a difference. And I may go to the, to the, to the station or the grocery store. And I may, like, I may see a nine-year-old woman who, who can't pick up something. And I pick it up. You go without even knowing who this person is and so for if i can live my life just like that you know and and help the people then that's the legacy that i want to leave that's beautiful because i mean with with, with yourself in, in in the public eye and and also associating with people in, in corporations and and obviously when you're around those circles and i mean myself through the campaign who i've met you often see some of the world's most wealthiest people and it doesn't equate to happiness. Everyone's suffering. So like you said, your legacy there, if you can be known just to make someone else's day, it doesn't have to be monetary. It, it can just be that simple gesture of picking someone's groceries up or making someone smile. Like, and you can go about your day because if you can make someone laugh or smile, how much does it light up <laughs> yourself? But, um, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart in the campaign, thank you for getting behind the global efforts and for coming on the podcast. Where can people find out um, more about you? I will drop the links below on this podcast when it does it air, but where can they find out more? Yes. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Shaquita, S-H-A-Q-U-I-T-A underscore official i'm always on instagram <laughs> on, on instagram and then also facebook.com which is my name shaquita smith but go on shaquita underscore official instagram because that's where where i'm always on <laughs> where is that <laughs> well as i say those links will be added on but for anybody listening or wanting to catch up on any episodes guys just go to spotify or iHeartRadio, and you can find all the latest episodes including the one with shaquita so i just want to thank you for your time and um lovely getting to know you and and, and getting you on board so we can get this conversation started more Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you are welcome.
All right, guys, until next time, stay safe and keep on talking. To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.